What if you were able to see your feelings visually displayed before your eyes in such a way that you could reflect on your inner state easily? And then not only reflect on it, but have the ability to shift your state to one of peace simply by willing so. We dig into these topics and more right now in the NCE Spotlight, your home for fresh insights from the ongoing translation of the New Century edition of Swedenborg's Theological Works. Hey, Jonathan, thanks so much for coming. So fun to be with you. Yes, and so I'm so excited to see what insights or gems you've come across in your editing work of the New Century Edition translation this week. I have been finding some passages that relate to what your feelings look like in the spiritual world. Huh. Uh, <laughs> so the the first two quotes that I want to give you are about that, and they um, kind of amaze me. Yes. It just seems like where else can you find any information on what your feelings look like in the spiritual world than Swedenborg's writing? So here we are. That's what I love about it is that um, there's nowhere else to go. Yep. <laughs> it's so great. This is section 2940. The inner level symbolism of the midst or middle as what is paramount or most important and also what is deepest comes from representations in the other world. When something good is represented in spiritual images, the best part appears in the middle. Hmm. What is less and less good appears farther and farther from the middle and what's not good appears farthest away on the circumference. That's why both the paramount or most important things and the deepest things occupy the center. And then he adds, oh. thoughts are represented in the same way, and so are feelings. Every alteration in the state of the thoughts and feelings is also represented this way, so that goodness and evil vary with their position relative to the middle. Wouldn't it be fascinating, <laughs> perhaps horrifying, but wouldn't it be amazing to see that? And then he says, this phenomenon traces its source to the underlying form of spiritual and heavenly attributes, which is similar. Wow. I feel like there's, I don't know if there's anything that even comes close to that in in our world. I can only think it's like of of the amazing kind of animations that people can do nowadays, right. you know, or even like, uh, you know, augmented reality type stuff maybe could give you a feel for that, but we are, but it's amazing to even imagine what that would be like to and witness. it's kind of a rare hint so often in Swedenborg's works, the good is good, the evil's evil, and he doesn't talk too much about the mix. But mm -hmm. there, if you could see a feeling and how now, oh, something good's at the center of it. Oh, no, no, now something evil pushed in, you know, just a second yes. later. How, how amazing that would, that would be. Wow. And so there's a related passage in number 3078, subsection 2, that talks about the fact that we all have a dominant desire or, or something that we love or feel passionate about above all else. Mm 
And that is sometimes presented visually in the Mm. other world. He says, in the other world, our dominant desire is sometimes laid out in the open (laughs) and presents a picture of us. (laughs) It shows how much self-love and how much materialism we harbor, (laughs) how much love for good principles and what kind of goal and purpose we have. It reveals how much we love what is good and true, what that goodness and truth are like, and also how they are organized, the close ties, looser ties, and Mm. wide gaps between them. So it indicates how far out of tune with the design of heaven we are, Mm. or how far in tune. (laughs) The idea of those gaps, you know, I, I don't know. I just found that really... It would be a little revealing, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And it just makes me think of, like, mirrors, how mirrors are used in film, you know, where you're, like, seeing... We sort of wish that that was the case where, oh, we look in a mirror and we see what we truly are like, but then they'll sort right. of do that in a movie or some, you know, something. So that is just wild to imagine that that's possible. <laughs> Yeah, sounds a little confronting. Maybe my, you know, impression of the human imagination is is um, it doesn't give it enough credit. But <laughs> it seems to that would be seems to me hard to make up. I mean, I think that is such a cool idea to be able to see the shape of it. It would be kind of undeniable. Oh yeah, oh there's more ego in that than I thought. But there's also some good in there, and there's some truth. But they're a little loosely connected and oh, and yeah. that that business at the end where he talks about um how far in tune or out of tune with heaven we are I love that yeah, that's well cuz it's such it would be such a useful tool I feel like we have to spend there's so much with so much effort like we're just trying to lift weights or something you know you have to spend so much time in reflection just to get some sense of what do I really want in this or how, where am I really coming from or what is I, you know, what are my deepest this or yeah. that? Like, what do I need to do to feel more in line with heaven? Like, I don't know. All of that just feels like, wow, it just sounds like simple, a little light switch or something. Just. Right. And let alone, he doesn't mention it, but that must be interesting for relationships because often even the closest people to you can be something of a mystery, you know? Exactly. And, so oh being able to, oh, I see, there's exactly this much, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I see, and that's sort of colored like this and that's shaped like that. Oh, interesting. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's awesome. The third quote I picked out from 2786 is somewhat related in my mind. It has to do with when the Lord, you know, Jesus was in this world, and Swedenborg has so much to say about who the Lord is, uh, one of the things that he says is that the Lord had extraordinary control over his own psyche. Mm. I don't know how you feel, but I've often wished, I wish there was just a switch, you know, like an anxiety switch that you could sometimes just shut it off or or something. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like the Lord actually had a measure of control that that we can't imagine. It says, As for the actual condition the Lord was in, the current verse presents a picture of it. Mm. 
It was the state the Lord adopted when he was undergoing times of trial. Here, the Mm. one he adopted when he was undergoing his heaviest, deepest trials. His first step in preparing for that state was to clothe himself in a state of peace and innocence. That'd Mm. be nice to be able to do that. Then he prepared his earthly self and his rational self, too, so that these could serve his divine rationality. He added a deserving righteousness and by all these means lifted himself up. These concepts cannot possibly be explained in a way that can be grasped or pictured by anyone who does not know that many states, each different from the next, can coexist in a person. Mm. They also cannot be explained to anyone who does not know what a condition of peace and innocence is or what the earthly self is or the rational self (laughs) or a deserving righteousness. (laughs) First, you have to have a distinct idea of each of these. You also have to know that from his divine side, see, that's the key. Yeah. The Lord could produce in himself any state he wished Hmm. and that he prepared himself for his crises by bringing on many different states. (laughs) To human beings, this information may seem as dark as night, but to angels, it is as clear as day. They live in heaven's light, which comes from the Lord. So they see the countless facets of this subject and others like it in clear detail The emotion that then flows into them inspires them with indescribable joy. (laughs) Wow. Uh, There's a lot in there. So much. And it just, it really, what struck me was I want to go back and, you know, type that whole thing up and create like a, it feels like it's a a how-to on on meditation to me. Like that's what's coming to my mind is how... That's what you do essentially with, you know, intentional meditative practices is you're essentially putting on a state of peace in yourself through through meditation, oh. which is that opening up. Like there's all these tools that you can use to to connect and create that inner state within yourself, uh, which I really think at Swedenborg's day was not very common to think about in those terms, even if there were, you know, mystics and sages doing that sort of thing around the globe. But like nowadays you've got mindfulness and you have all of this, all of this like uh, interest in introspection, you know, and that that, it just sounds like what he's saying is could give you such an interesting like building blocks for how to, I love that idea of preparing for crisis. Like that's what meditation does is you sort of purposefully ground yourself in that inner peace and, you know, that kind of a state to then, um, you know, give you that refuge so that when stuff comes up, you know, when you get triggered later in the day, you're not going to be as reactive. You can resource, you can connect back to that, you know, peace that you connected into. I mean, that's, I mean, but yeah. Wow. Those are great points. And and just the fact that he knew when, oh, this is going to be the worst. Yes. This is going to be my deepest trial right now. So <laughs> right. I better elevate my earthly self and my rational self and arm them and, <laughs> and I know, bring that, that's a state like, of peace and innocence. And <laughs> yeah, that, that's the, the superhero right. level. Like, you know, Swedenborg right. says that we, we do things on our scale, you know, right. on an earthly scale that God is doing on a divine or on a finite scale, and God's doing it on an infinite scale, yeah. You can see in the New Testament that 
when Jesus walks on the water, he wants to help Peter walk on the water. You know, anything that he does, he wants to share. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this is not just his private toolkit. It's just amazing to think that he could just do that at will, like he knew how to do it and he could just totally do it, whereas we need his help to do it. And that's really what this final passage is about. Um, This is number 3043. In his own case, the Lord also left his earthly self free when he made the truth in his rational mind divine. That is, when he attached divine truth to the divine goodness in his rational mind. Because he wanted to make his humanity divine in the usual way. The usual way, he explains, is the way it is with us when we are reforming and being reborn. Mm. Our actual reformation and rebirth then is a kind of image of the Lord's glorification. Through these processes, we become new people, which is why we're said to be born anew and created anew. The more we reform, the more we have a seeming divinity within us. (laughs) Now, that's a thunderous phrase, I think. (laughs) The difference, though, he's quick to point out, is that the Lord made himself divine by his own power. We cannot do a thing under our own power, only under the Lord's. I call it a seeming divinity because we are merely recipients of life, whereas the Lord, in regard to both his human and divine natures, is life itself. Oh, man. Yep. That sums it up right there. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say about that? Or is that where well, we should it close it? Well, it is hard to know what to say. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. But thinking about part of the Lord's purpose, it was a totally selfless purpose that brought the Lord into the world. And he wanted to empower people. He wanted to save us and give us what we need. So it's amazing to think about, it, it, are there going to be times even more so in the future, as you were saying about meditation and so on, I know. where we come into these skills and abilities to be able to work with our our minds and see hell coming and when yeah. it's going to attack the hardest and get ready and all, all that. It's just, uh, it fills me with awe. It really does. Oh, it's amazing. I feel so hopeful because the tools are right there for for the taking, you know, for for learning that whole process and having knowing how to develop that seeming divinity, like just that whole vision it casts of what the world would be like if everyone was in that you know, connected to heaven in that way and being those vessels or conduits for that in this world would just be amazing. Right. And so it seems like this information opens up possibilities. Once you know that something's there or something's possible, we can move in that direction. Uh, I just find, as I've said before, when I'm editing, I sometimes just have to stop and kind of catch my breath because... These things are just astounding me. I can hardly go on. Oh, wow. Well, we are so lucky to get to be here and receive those. Uh, You know, have you have a a place to send them and broadcast them to share these little nuggets because they are so packed and 
but it really is such an uplift just to spend a few minutes like this thinking about them, bringing our minds into that place. You know, it connects Mm. us into that piece a little bit. So that's, it's really such a treat. So thank you so much, Jonathan. I love hearing your responses to these passages. Uh, It's just fun to share them with you and I see them in a new light. So it's a great delight for me. I hope your heart was uplifted and your mind inspired by this week's NCE Spotlight. Subscribe to the Inside Off the Left Eye podcast to tap into this stream of fresh insights from the New Century Edition translation and join us on our excursions into the historical context of Swedenborg's life and works. As we travel into the past, we find it is eminently relevant to the present. And if you've benefited from the work of the Swedenborg Foundation through Off the Left Eye and the New Century Edition, consider supporting us with a donation. We are a nonprofit and depend on the support of our donors. To give, go to Swedenborg.com donate. Give if you can, receive if you need. We're all in this together, and we're so glad you're here. Thank you.